Welcome, guys and gals, to the Men Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton, and today we're going to dive into the top five stoic lessons that will change your life. So recently I got asked, this is about a month and a half ago, someone asked me on Instagram what some of my favorite books were, and one of them I recommended, uh, this person went out and bought and they read, and they came back and they said, wow, like this book has fundamentally changed my life and changed some perspectives and mindsets, and and thank you so much, and uh, you need to share this with more people was their recommendation. And so uh, this actually led to me creating this midweek mini episode Uh, And the book is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Now, the five lessons I'm going to share on this episode are not all from that book. Uh, They are they are from the Stoic era, but um, I will share the different the different people uh, from whom these lessons have come. So let's just dive straight in. Lesson number one: Every event is the right one. Look closely, and you will see. Every event is the right one. Look closely and you will see. And, you know, this, this, is a, this is a challenging one, right? Because some of us have had some tremendously terrible, some tremendously hard, challenging events take place in our life. And it's often hard for us to see why that is the right event. And, you know, no one ever really writes a biography or an autobiography of the person who had a problem-free life because that person fundamentally fundamentally does not exist. And so what this really means, the lesson here is is for us to come back to the understanding and the knowledge that when something bad, when something really bad happens to you, it actually needed to happen. And, you know, I can think of some perfect examples of that in my own life. You know, the reason why I do what I do today is because some negative circumstances happened in my life. But when it first happens, when these circumstances first happen, you might not be able to understand the the purpose, the meaning behind it, and that's okay. But down the road, uh, you know, when when you're sort of back on your feet and you have some more clarity and you know you have some more stability and grounding, you're actually able to look back and see why that event happened and why it needed to happen in your life at that time. And Look, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges that that this lesson can have is that sometimes the events that happen in our life are so painstaking that we can't possibly seem to fathom them and we will rack our brains trying to figure it out. But when we move into the space of what is the lesson that I am meant to learn from this event, what am I supposed to know from this event that will make me a better person, that will help me grow and expand as a man, as a father, as a husband? We can actually start to understand and reclaim some of the power from that event, no matter how hurtful, no matter how heinous that event actually was. Number two, pursue hardship. So this comes from uh, Seneca. And Seneca says, a gem cannot be polished without friction, nor a man without trials. So the idea here is, and this, I love this quote because I remember as a kid uh, for Christmas, my parents actually got me one of those like rock tumblers. I don't know if you remember those, uh, but they were big in the 90s, <laughs> in the in the late 90s. Uh, but my parents got me one of those rock tumblers. And I was so fascinated with how you could put in the roughest stone with the roughest edges. And over time, you would pull out this absolutely smooth gem. And this is similar to the last one in the sense that it's saying something very closely related, which is is that to endure through hardships is not simply enough. To, to try and resist 
the shaping and the molding that a hardship has in our life, a financial failure, a business failure, a divorce, to resist the lessons that are actually hidden in those hardships is to resist change and growth in our life. Because when we do that, we actually only do one thing, which is we, we hold on to the pain and the suffering, and we resist the change that, that life, that circumstances, that our events are inevitably offering up to us. So the idea here is, is not only to necessarily pursue hardships, but to allow them to shape you, to allow them to shape you. Now, the next one, uh, going back to going back to Mr. Marcus Aurelius, because I really love his work, uh, is, is about the present moment. And so in meditations, Marcus says, we live only in the present, in this fleet-footed moment. The rest is lost and behind us or ahead of us and may never be found. Now, I really, really love this quote because we get upset over the past and we can't change the past or we worry and have you know non-stop anxieties about the future which may actually never come which may actually never happen uh you know i guess unless time travel is invented before you die and you're somehow magically able to go through time but even then even then from what i understand scientists predict that even if we could time travel we could only go backwards and so you actually could never theoretically go forward in time, but that's that's a whole other debate. Uh, so the idea here, the idea here is to live fully or as fully as you possibly can in the present moment. And to notice that the one major thing that is actually robbing you of fulfillment, of happiness, of joy in the present moment, the, the ever-present one is that our minds take us constantly to the past and to the future. And they they steal us away from the present moment. And oftentimes, the things that, that people regret, regret the most on, on their deathbed is that they were never truly present for the moments that mattered most. You know, they were at their daughter's recital, but they were thinking about the hardships that were happening in their life, or they were contemplating what to do next, or they were worried about their financial future, or they were stuck thinking about a failed relationship that went wrong. And they miss out on the beauty of everything that is right in front of them. And for me, this is one of the most powerful, powerful reminders that we can have. Uh, number four, fear, regret. It is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. And again, this is Marcus Aurelius. And I really appreciate this quote because so many of us uh, are actually fearing death in, in, in a very real way, and oftentimes in a very unconscious way. And it's not that we should avoid death, but you know it's interesting because many, many, many religions have a practice of meditating or contemplating death. Now, in the Christian faith, they had something called memento mori. And I've actually practiced this in my meditations uh, in the past and, and in my current day. And it's such an interesting thing because you go about the practice of imagining what it would be like when you die, not after death, but what you would have accomplished, what you would have liked to have done, the man or the, or the woman that you would like to have become at the end of your life, how you would like people to think about you, how you would have liked to have impacted people's lives. And you come back to the present moment which, with such a clarity because you realize that there is work to be done you realize that there is work to be done. You come back to the present moment 
with the understanding that you have a chance in the present moment. You're not dead. You're alive. You have a chance to just do one simple thing, to attack one simple thing with your entire being in that moment, whether it's you know passionately kissing your partner and being so present with them, or whether it's apologizing for something that you've done that you know you need to apologize for, whether it's being able to uh, circle back around with someone who you said that you would give the time of day to, but you've neglected, and, and actually doing so, and being and embodying the type of individual that you know you are capable of being, keeping in mind that the end is probably closer than you may think and that's not that's not meant to be you know sounding ominous or or threatening <laughs> although i can see how it may have just sounded like that uh lastly this is a great one difficulty shows what men are therefore when a difficulty falls upon you remember that god like a trainer of wrestlers has matched you with a rough young man why? So that you may become an Olympic conqueror, but it is not accomplished without sweat. And this is Epictetus. And this is a, this is a really, really interesting one, right? Because this sort of encompasses everything that we've been talking about in the sense and in the idea that opportunity can be found in difficulty. Opportunity can be found in disaster. And in fact, we know this to be true to such a depth that we, we only need look no further than, than into companies, into some of the most successful companies in the world. You look at companies like Apple and Google and IBM and Microsoft, all of these companies, Uber, it's the same thing. All of these companies were started in times of recession, in downtimes in the industry where most people were being told not to start businesses, where most people were, were telling companies that they weren't investing. That's when these companies started because they saw an opportunity in difficulty, in difficult times. And it's in difficult times that we as men, that we as human beings rise up to the occasion when we so choose and we see an opportunity in that difficulty. And we have a clarity in that difficulty because it sharpens us and allows us to be, quote unquote, the Olympic conqueror. And it means that we have to work. It means that we have to sweat. You know, we've really idolized in the last 10 years this idea of not working very hard. And now it seems to have come back with a vengeance in people like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, where, who says just work all the time, work nonstop. But I like the idea of, you know, finding the balance in what you do in work, finding an effort, putting in your hustle, uh, you know, definitely having the drive and the focus that needs to be there, but also looking for the opportunity when difficulty arises in your life. Look, things are going to happen. Hardships are going to happen in your life. You're going to have relationship challenges. You're going to have new children in your life. You're going to have babies, you know, at some point in your life, and that's going to be a complete change. You're not going to know what to do with that. You're going to have moments in your life where you literally have no clue what to do next because you just feel broken and smashed down by life, by circumstances. Or there's going to be a disaster in the world, in the life, in your community, and you're not going to know necessarily how to handle that. But it's in those moments where if we are diligent and if we are open to those difficulties and those disasters as opportunities, there is abundance. There is an immense amount of abundance. So I hope that that helps you 
refocus. I hope that that helps you reground with wherever you're at in your life right now, whether life is going great and you're kicking ass and it's going incredibly well and everything seems to be smooth sailing or nothing seems to be like smooth sailing and life is just a storm that is crushing you right now. So no matter where you are, uh, pick one of these lessons, take it into account and try and embody this over the course of the next week. And don't forget to man it forward. Share it with just one friend. Uh, it goes a long way. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. And for all the men that are tuning into this, definitely check out the Man Talks Alliance. We've got a great group of men from around the world that are part of that community. And we're doing some really incredible things, tapping into purpose, uh, improving mindset, helping you with your intimate relationships, and allowing you to build professionally and personally. It's an incredible group. So until next time, this is Connor Beaton signing off.